Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. On a recent program, we noted that the FBI has issued an announcement entitled, quote, Education Technologies, Data Collection and Unsecured Systems Could Pose Risks to Students, end quote. This announcement observed that, quote, The U.S. school system's rapid growth of education technologies, ed tech, and widespread collection of student data could have privacy and safety implications if compromised or exploited. Hmm, what type of data are we talking about here? Well, in the words of the FBI, quote, Types of data that are collected can include, but are not limited to, personally identifiable information, biometric data, academic progress, behavioral, disciplinary, and medical information, web browsing history, students' geolocation, IP addresses used by students, and classroom activities. End quote. That is pretty unnerving. The bad news is that this list is not nearly comprehensive enough. As we think about how our children are being watched in our schools, let's keep in mind that there's such a thing in this country as the Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act, or FERPA. The idea behind FERPA is to ensure that a student's educational records are kept private. FERPA was passed back in 1976, long before technology was what it is today. Though FERPA has been amended several times since then, in pretty near every case, the result was to make more student information available to more people and companies than ever before. These days, that includes Google and a host of other commercial companies providing technology to schools. And even though parents are supposed to be notified and give their permission about disclosure of a student's school records, that's something that doesn't always happen. And FERPA only applies to educational records of individual students. It may not apply to the many other types of surveillance that takes place in our schools every day. Things like video cameras in school hallways, classrooms, schoolyards, and, very relevant to Maine, on school buses. So, let's think a little about tech in the classroom and the school environment and the kinds and amounts of information it generates about our children who are supposed to be protected online by the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act and in school by FERPA. Take, for example, the tools that many teachers are using in the classroom and beyond. Google's G Suite for Education is one example and has about 80 million teachers and students using these applications for homework, group projects, discussions both in and out of the classroom, and even for quizzes and tests. The use of such technology sounds really swell, bringing students into the digital 21st century, enabling teachers to better interact with individual students, and often saving beleaguered school districts money. Oh yeah, and this EdTech also creates a wealth of personal information for private companies like Google, which have the ability to essentially profile people at a very early age and keep profiling them as they grow older. Wait, you may say, FERPA demands that schools keep student records private, especially records about academic performance. 
Well, yes, except that, as we mentioned moments ago, FERPA was passed over 40 years ago and has had to be modified many times. Those modifications now include provisions that allow release of student information to private contractors, such as Google, who are providing educational technology services to schools. Do parents get to choose whether they want their children using services in a school setting provided by private data-collecting companies such as Google? Odds are pretty good that a number of folks listening to this edition of The Electronic Cottage have children who are using these kinds of educational technologies right now. If so, do you recall getting a notice from the school asking your permission to allow your child to use these technologies? We'll leave that response to you individually. If you didn't, you won't be the only ones who haven't. Perhaps it might be time to have a discussion with your school about just what technologies your child is using, who provides them, and what happens to the personal and academic information that these technologies generate. And by the way, as an aside, it might be worth noting that Alphabet, the parent company of Google, has removed its well-known mantra, quote, don't be evil, from its code of conduct. Make of that what you will. While software like G Suite for Education is pretty straightforward in what it offers, applications for writing, for creating presentations, spreadsheets, for taking tests, and so forth, there's also an emerging trend in EdTech applications, some supported by federal grants, that aim to tailor software to individual students' learning styles and needs. This, too, at first sounds swell. But just how does educational software manage to do that? Well, let's consider the words of EdTech developer Kidaptive, which describes the approach they take to designing individually focused learning tools. Quote, Kidaptive's adaptive learning platform is a cloud-based assessment and reporting platform designed to combine data streams from a variety of learning-relevant contexts, formal and informal, online and offline, from the very first years of life through continuing professional education. This creates a universal, longitudinal, high-dimensional psychometric profile of a learner, with which ALP can personalize learning experiences. End quote. The term high-dimensional psychometric profile of a learner might cause a bit of unease in some listeners. Coupled as it is with designed to combine data streams from a variety of learning-relevant contexts, formal and informal, online and offline, from the first years of life through continuing professional education. Some parents might want to know a bit more about what a high-dimensional psychometric profile of a learner consists of, especially in a lifelong context. One of the most potent threats that a teacher used to be able to make in the pre-digital age was that if a student didn't shape up, a rule violation or bad behavior was going to go on, quote, your permanent record. This is a whole new technological dimension of your permanent record, which is emerging in an unprecedented way in our digitally-based schools today. 
Is that good or bad? A benefit or a detriment? Whatever your judgment on that question, it should be based on knowledge of the technology that's being used in our schools today. And we'll do our best to keep up with some of those developments right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. 